Hello everyone, welcome to the talk by Tommy Wan, and I'm your host, Tommy Wan. A little about something about myself, I am an English teacher. I've been teaching English for a little over three years now, and I have students all over Beijing. So this channel is going to be about just my goals and what made what happened that made me want to be an English teacher, and the things, the stories um, that I have that make me who I am as a person today, really. And let me start with my early childhood. So one of my earliest memories that I have is we had those tape players, cassette tape players, and my aunt. My aunt at the time, who was American, she would bring me back really cassette tapes of whatever um, that has whatever content on it, and we would play it over and over again on that cassette tape player. And she would also bring me back um, VHS tapes of. Um, Things like Thomas the Little Train Engine, Thomas and Friends, you know, and Teletubbies, really. And we would watch that on TV. We would watch it over and over again. And this is funny. Um, I remember when I was like two years old, and we would be watching Teletubbies. And one of my greatest fears at that time was the little the little baby in the sun. I thought it was creepy. It was really creepy to me at the time. <laughs> I was I was scared to my death whenever I saw that. But anyways, so that was my first um, indication or experience that I have with the English language. It was really um, during my when I was like one to two years old, and we would listen to those tapes and we would watch those um, videotapes of Thomas and Friends and Teletubbies and whatnot. And then after that, when I started kindergarten and my mom, at the time she's a brilliant, brilliant woman, um, she managed to get me into a Montessori class. And I didn't find out, find out this until later in life, um, and when I when I find this out, I was like, "What? What? What is the Montessori class?" You know, I had no idea. So it turns out to be, I I think it was the only Mont Montessori class that uh, what that was offered by any kindergarten in Beijing. That was the only one, and she managed to get she managed to get me into that. And what was special about it was every week we have, I think it was one to two hours of, of um, class time with a native English speaker. And that was a big deal in the uh, early 2000, um, 2003 in Beijing. It was, it was a really big deal. And we would um, have like a class of 20 kids you know, kids, kids are three, four years old, and we would have two native 
English speakers to come in. I don't I don't remember where they're from, but they were foreigners for us, and we would uh, learn like basic vocabularies and you know apples and bananas, something like that. Um, it was really fun, and I'm really grateful that my mother did that for me. And then this uh, preschool kindergarten was three years and then after that uh, when I got into elementary school well at that time I was already um, I I already had my um, fundamentals for the English language down and when I entered elementary school I was flying through those English tests that we had in school and I remember um, throughout really primary school, um, high school, and up until up until senior high school, um, I would finish whenever there was an English class test, right? I would finish it maybe maybe twenty minutes or thirty minutes early, and I would just sleep that the rest of the class or the rest of the test. And that was my thing. I did that through my, really all of my school life up until university. And it was, it was, that was the thing. Um, we used to do that. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of it. And I don't ever sleep in class um, besides that English test. I never sleep. I never sleep in class, and I take every other test very seriously because I wasn't good at. I really wasn't good at any of the other subjects other than English, and we'll get on that work. Well, we'll we'll touch on that later. And so, what happened in primary school was I was all, always at the top of the class when it comes to in, like English exams and whatnot. So that was a breeze for me. And really the next most significant thing that I have in my mind in terms of my English language development, it was um, the summer of 2007. So the summer of 2007, we had a English summer camp. Now, when you say summer camp in China, um, it's not like, oh, you go camping with a group of, you know, whatever, and we learn how to, how to hike, how to tie knots, how to survive. It's not like that. When we say summer camp or any kind of school camp, it was extra school. And that was it. We would have classes, and that's called summer camp. You know, that sucks, right? It really does. But this camp was different, right? This camp was seven days, and uh, we didn't live there. But every morning, um, my parents would drop me off that summer camp, and we'd have um, a group of, um, I don't know, 100, 200 kids, and we would have different stations every day. We had different activities at different stations, uh, be it 
you know, how to sing English songs or how to play Scrabble and, you know, stuff like that. Really fun, uh, engaging activities for, uh, like, little kids. And we had fun. It was seven days. And they were all hosted by um, what we call foreigners. So, like, people from the States and the, uh, the UK, you know, stuff like that. And I had, I had fun. I really did. So, th that was the summer of 2007. And also, what happened in primary school was every Thursday, every Thursday that we had, um, every Thursday after class, um, so school ends at 4. And we would bike to, um, we would cycle to another uh, look, another site, another location for extra school. And that extra school was um, English classes for, you know, um, kids at my age. But they weren't, they weren't like um, public school classes. They were um, advanced, you know, for, for my age at the time, it was advanced. But it was more of a tra traditional and classic teaching method. It was um, remember grammar structures, it was recite paragraphs, you know, and I hated that. And till this day, you know, and people ask me, you know, Tommy, why are you, why, why, why do you, why are you so good at, you know, speaking English or English as a language? Um, what did you do, at, you know, as a kid to learn that? And th this, what happens is, I see it at those extra, extra schools as well, that, you know, people don't, people, they, they would come to class and have, I don't know, 30, 50 uh, vocabularies, words, you know, they, they would remember, they would memorize those words, and then they would come to class and, you know, show everyone, hey, look, I can spot, I can spell firefighter, wow, amazing, and, and the teacher would be like, oh, yeah, great job, and, and they would, you know, share their, their, their memorization methods, and here's my gripe with that, you know, a lot of the times, we had um, vocabulary lists that we need to recite, we need to remember for um, for each class. And this happens throughout, you know, elementary school up until like, like senior high school. And they would have those long, long vocabulary lists. And they, they, accept, they expect you to recite them, they memorize them how it spells, uh, how to spell it, and what it means, right? And a lot of the times, though, if I take a look at those sentences, at those, those lists, I can't find any, like, connections between all those words. It's like, a metaphor would be to have you blindfolded in a dark room, and you're shooting at a target. I'm like, 
what did he even do? Are you gonna are you gonna accomplish something? Are you gonna hit that target? No, you're not. I, and this pisses me off every time I, I, I think about it. It's like, what, what are you even doing? Huh? I don't see the point of that. And this comes back to my how I learned English as a language. It was never through memorization. It was I was never that. I'm not. I hated that. I hated that, and I'm not an advocate of. Of memorization and you know the classic the whole classic teaching method thing, and that's not how I learned. If you ask me, say you know Tommy, what, how did you learn English? And you know you must have put in you know so much hard work for you to achieve this kind of competency, and you know I'll be honest with you, I say, you know I never. I never thought that I put in any amount of hard work. You know, I'm a lazy guy. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that straight up. That I'm not. I'm not a hardworking guy. If I'm left with my own devices, I play video games all day in my room. I do nothing else. You know, I guarantee you that. And if if I if I'm a you know hardworking guy and and I do and I have the uh, the resilience and the the courage to recite thirty fifty vocabulary words all day. You know, I wouldn't be at a very you know uh, low class high school. You know, that's what that's what I did. I I had very high score in uh, English subject in in my in my school and. I failed. I failed almost everything else. I'm gonna tell you that straight up. And if I'm a hardworking guy, <laughs> believe me, I would have been, you know, better off going to you know kind of, um, some kind of you know um, better universities or better uh, high schools. And not that I, ha I'm in a bad university. No, my university is awesome. I, let me declare that. Um, and, and that, so that's, that's always been my gripe about how we learned English, um, from when I was a kid. And it's really sad to see just, this kind of trend just move on like that. And people and parents of, um, of, you know, kids like me, um, they're still advocating that. And I, I just can't wrap my head around this, you know. So, anyways, when I was in middle school, when I was in um, fifth grade, no, middle school starts at uh, seventh grade in, in China. So, when I was in the seventh grade, the summer of 2013, my high school at the time was really good, pretty good high school. Um, they had a Model United Nations program. And what was a Model United Nations program? I till that point I've never heard of a, you know what what's what's the United Nations? What's Model United Nations? I I never heard of it. And you know it was, it was fine because the Model United Nations program for my high school it was for 
seniors. It was for seniors only. So grade uh, 9 to 11, at 10 to 12, grade 10 to 12. So, but they had, they were doing a promotion thing that they would tag along, you know, some kids from the seventh grade. And, you know, they had a little test uh, before, before they enrolled me into that program. And, you know, I passed. I was uh, one of the few people that passed this program, uh, the, the test for the program. And what we what ended up happening was we would have Model United Nations pro, uh, conferences, MUN conferences uh, within the school, uh, in between the schools in my area. And um, the summer of 2013, I paid my only visit to the United States uh, as a part of that program. I was in D.C. for five days, for um, uh, four days. Um, and th that program was with um, number five middle school in, in Beijing and Robert Frost Middle School in, uh, I think it was Maryland. So I was um, attending a two-day conference um, with those two schools, with uh, with those um, with students from those two schools. And let me tell you, I had nothing. Um, I knew nothing about what I was doing, and I had no clue. <laughs> and yeah, I would sit sit at the back um, of the of of our little group. Because we were representing different countries, and we would sit at the back of every um, group that represented a country, and I would barely talk for a whole afternoon. Um, yeah, so that was quite the experience. But you know, part of it is because I've never, I was never into politics, and we were talking about ah oh, the the nuclear problem in uh, the the peninsula. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't even want to get into it. But <clears throat> the thing is, through that experience, I really learned. First of all, it was the only time that I was in the States, right? Yeah. And I really learned about different culture and what it was like to be in such environment that you're surrounded by uh, you know, people who you know and people you don't know. Most of them, I, I had no clue who they were. We were just, you know, talking and we, we, we would make friends right there. And sort of, that was sort of to prepare myself for um, what happened later on uh, with those events and um, gatherings that um, that was really held to um to network so that was quite the experience for me it was the summer 2013 and then another uh big event that shaped me was after 2013 it was when i was in senior high school so i i ended up going to because i wasn't a straight eight student. I was actually I did really poorly on uh, 
other subjects other than English. And, you know, funny story, I'll tell you that. When I was in the eighth grade, I, once I got in trouble for, you know, um, I think it was the low grade that I got in, uh, in one of my math modules. And my, anyways, my father was there and they called my parents. So my father was at the teacher's office and my math, math teacher at the time, she wasn't there. She was having another class, you know, she was busy. And so my English teacher, he saw my, she saw my, uh, my, my father at the time and she, you know, invited him and I was there too, to, you know, have a chat. And she was a new English teacher. Um, he, she just got transferred. And at the time, she taught me for two weeks. And she got this feeling that I was I was really good at English. And I, re I did really well in her class. And then she was talking about, you know, how, oh, how, how, how much of an amazing job that, you know, Tommy was doing. And, you know, if, if she, she told this, to my father that she thought if I had, you know, she thought if I really got a shot to make into the, uh, their, uh, senior high school, it was, it was a very good senior high school, which I, I, I didn't end up going to cause I was not qualified anyways, but she thought that I would make it into their senior high school, which supposedly it was a very good senior high school. And she was, you know, praising me uh, uh, left and right and this and that. So anyways, later on, the math teacher, she came and, and she was talking about how poor of a job I did in my math class. And she was talking about, oh, man, you know, Tommy, he, he really need to, you know, improve on his, his, his work ethics and his scores. Otherwise, she's not, he's not going to have a senior high school to go to you know that was that was the uh the gap uh performance gap between uh english and some of my other subjects so anyways so that was a story in middle school and then when i was in senior high school i ended up going to a vocational school right what's a vocational school well it was a vocational school that had a international program where we did two years in senior high school and then we do another year abroad at whatever university where we were able to attend at the time um so anyways it was that um and i ended up going to this senior high school it was not a good one um in terms of the atmosphere we would have like, like you know, you know, teenagers smoking in 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 the restrooms, and the smoke would just fill the hallway, and you feel like you're in heaven, really, literally. It was not a good good one, but you know, when when I look back right now, it did offer me some unique opportunities, um, for my uh, for my university. Because otherwise, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be at, um, I, I wouldn't go to the UK and I wouldn't be at Pepperdine.
So anyways, the, that's what happened. And I'm sorry, um, it was four years that I did in senior high school. And the first two years, it was strictly having English classes. We were preparing for the uh, IELTS exam. And we were having English classes, maybe, um, I, I don't know how many hours we had English classes per week, but it was quite a lot. Um, and I cruised through all of that. So the first two years, I had no problem handling that. It was like, I used to say this, is going to school is just like a vacation um, but instead of your home and you're traveling, you're at school. So that was literally the experience I had <clears throat> for the first two years of my senior high school. And then the second two years was um, what we called specialty courses. It was l literally university courses. Uh, and we were going through them. We were going through four courses each. Each semester, that was that. And it was pretty hard for me, and we would do subjects like uh, human resource management or management accounting, financial accounting. You know, stuff like that. I was majoring in um, accounting and finance at the time, which I hated. Um, I do not like math. But that, and that's just me. I, I mean, um, people who like math, um, you, you know, I love those people. But um, anyways, so that's what, ended, uh, that's what happened in uh, senior high school. And then in 20. 19, I went to the UK. Um, so I finished the four years of my senior high school. I was going to Coventry University in the UK. And it was a pretty good university um, in terms of our, the choices that I had, really. Um, so I did that for one year. I majored in accounting and finance. For international business so I did that and then I came back and by that time um, you know uh, I, I already knew that I wasn't going to uh, that I wasn't going to pursue a career in you know accounting and at that time I had already been teaching for two years um, so what happened was back in 2018, when I was, uh, when I turned 18, actually a little bit, a little bit before the, the time that I turned 18 in 2018, um, I ended up getting a job at, uh, Mio Oriental. It was a English. Um, summer school institute, whatever you want to call it. It was actually the same one, the same school that I went to in primary school 
in, in elementary school. You remember that I told you about uh, how every Thursday I would go to, I would cycle to that extra school for English classes. That was the same school. So I, w I ended up working at that school for two years as a te uh, teacher's assistant. And I specifically asked to um, teach English classes because they had uh, they had all sorts of uh, classes. They had like Chinese classes, um, math class, art class, you know, whatever. But I just wanted to teach English. Um, I specifically asked them for that. Anyway, so I do that for two years, and you know, I I got to meet. Um, some amazing people. Um, some of the colleagues that I had, uh, when they funny story, when they when 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 they found out that I used to, um, I used to be a student there, and they asked me, you know, who who taught you? Well, I I I told them who taught me at at the time in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and they're like, oh, I know him, you know. <laughs> that's 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 really funny but anyways um i taught there for two years and uh i got to meet a lot of great people um and it was the the first experience i had as an english teacher and you know that was my first ever um profession i guess you want to call it um, just teaching English, helping others, helping, you know, my students, really, um, to learn the language, even though I've been doing it since, you know, ever since school started, because I was, I was that good. I taught, I helped my, you know, classmates and colleagues, they, they have, like, questions regarding, you know, um, math, English tests, um, like, how to read this word, you know, whatnot, stuff like that, I would always help them. And I I find it really satisfying um, I, where I found the joy from um, just teaching, teaching my, uh, my, my, teaching other people um, what I like, what I love. And I ultimately uh, fell in love with uh, the idea of helping others and uh, helping them um, to be good at something that I know I'm good at, you know, and I, I really like that. I really do. So I did that. Um, that was my first um, t job as a teacher. And I did that for two years until I had to go abroad to the UK. And I thought to myself, geez, I really liked being a teacher, I really like teaching, you know, kids, um, not too small. Uh, my, my, my students were, were in the sixth grade, uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, um, somewhere around that demographic. Um, and, you know, they were cute, um, really, really good people, that, uh, good students that I had. And I really missed that when I was in the UK. So I thought, geez, you know, what, how, what can I do now that, you know, I'm, I'm abroad, that what can I do to continue uh, doing the thing that I like, which is, you know, teaching. And then, so, so I turned out, um, I ended up 
doing a online English class um, with with some oh, who was that with some guy that I know um, my friend Jim he's American and at the time you know we, we were great friends and he it's one of his students and he really wanted to learn um, more about English he was just preparing for an English test and he did that so I ended up teaching him um, online through Skype um, and I led him through that uh, English class uh, the, the test for that English class and you know we had a great time um, it was just like um, teaching in the classroom LB at this time is one-on-one -on -one, uh, private tutoring and I, I sort of you know I sort of like that even more I did and and then after that, um, what happened was, you know, COVID, COVID hit um, in 2020, and then I, I, I was, I was still stuck in the UK. I was, I was literally stuck in the UK, and I was still teaching him. Um, and until this day, he's, uh, he's one of my favorite students that I have in uh, uh, throughout my teaching career, and. What ended up happening was in May, in, in July of 2020, I came back and, and I came back to China. So that's when my, my teaching career really expanded, you know, because, you know, everyone's doing online stuff right now. And, uh, uh, my my friend Jim he had he had connections he's a English teacher at um, a public high school here in Beijing, and what ended up happening was he 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 introduced um, me to a lot of his um, his students, and they would come uh, they would come to my English class and I tutor them um, privately on on Skype on and Skype and Zoom. So that was really cool, and and till this day, I'm I'm still teaching those um, those those students that you know they're they're really good students. So that's sort of my story of how um, I'm how I ended up here, where I am today. So. Um, and that's it for this episode. Um, and for the next episode, I'm going to talk about um, some of the principles and uh, some of the most common mistakes that I find um, as an English teacher teaching um, students in China. So I'll see you in the next episode.